Hey family, this is James Taylor, lead pastor of the Heavenly Vision Church, where it is our vision to reach, save, strengthen, and mature. I'm glad you could tune in to this podcast today. I pray that the word will be a blessing to you and help you move towards God's will. Jeremiah chapter 6, verse 16. Uh, I'll be reading out of the, the New Revised Standard Version, the NRSV. So if, if you don't have it in a paper form or you need to go to the app or you can look at it on the screen, you used to see it right there before you. Amen. Jeremiah chapter 16, chapter 6, excuse me. Jeremiah chapter 6, verse 16. Jeremiah chapter 6, verse 16. We should be settling there together. Uh, just give me a few moments. I won't, I won't hold you long. Uh, this is something that I've shared with you earlier this year. And I feel it necessary to reiterate it and give it to you again. Amen. Jeremiah chapter 6, verse 16. It reads as follows. Thus says the Lord. Stand at the crossroads and look and ask for the ancient paths where the good way lies. And walk in it. And find rest for your souls. But they said, they being the children of Israel, but they said, we will not walk in it. One more time. Thus says the Lord, stand at the crossroads and look and ask for the ancient paths where the good way lies and walk in it. And find rest for your soul. But they said we will not walk in it. For a few moments, I want to talk to you on the subject crossroads. Crossroads, 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 crossroads. Now I know all of you 80, 90 babies, you automatically went to Bone Thugs and Harmony, right? Your, your first mind was going, meet me at the crossroads so you won't be lonely, right? Now, I'm not going to dig deep into that lyric right now, but one of the things that I appreciate about uh, that rap group is that they had the understanding to know that every one of us will have to acknowledge the crossroads in our life. And I spoke this word earlier this year, and I believe it to be even true right now, that this was not just the, the changing of one year to another year. I believe that this was a crossroad year for many of us. I believe that 2019 has been a crossroad year for many of us. And I understand this, and, and I thank God for it. Uh, but the beautiful and the terrible thing about a crossroad is, is that at that point in time, you have to make a decision. And many of us, we have had the liberty of living in indecision because we had people taking care of us. But now we're at a place where we have to make decisions concerning our future. Do you hear what I'm saying to you? Do not allow this year to pass you by without making a sound decision. Because here's what I've learned about living in indecision. After a while, if you keep living in indecision, what's going to end up happening is, is watch this, what's going to end up happening is a decision will be made for you. 
And nine times out of ten, the decision that will be made for you is a decision that you would not make for yourself. And many of us, if we be honest, we're pissed off with the scenarios and the situation that we're in right now simply because we were indecisive. But I declare now in the name of Jesus that you, thank you, Lord, you got four months left to make a decision. Because I promise you, everything that's been, that everything that has been before now is not going into 2020. If I, if I can, I won't hang here long, but if I could talk to you about cycles, watch this, that there are, okay, we're going to dig into it. Your life, the last time your life changed really heavy, for some of us, if we be honest, the last time our life changed really heavy was 2010. Dig in, no, just dig into your history just for a minute and consider your 2010. Because I know I'm prophetic, praise the Lord. It may not be everybody, but at least about 17 of us in here. That, that 2010 was a transitional, pivotal time. And, it, and not only was, was it a transitional time, but it was, a, it was a turning of a decade. And so right now, your decade, another decade is getting ready to turn in your life. Am I helping somebody? And so 2019, this is the year where you will have to have decided which way am I going to go? Who am I going to be? What am I going to do? Here it is. And who am I going to do it with? My God. I can't go back to the table, but you got to ask yourself a question. Who's sitting at your table? And are they in the right seat? We got, we got to ask ourselves, we got to ask ourselves a question. Are you going to live the life that you've been living or prescribed to live the life that God has created for you? What are you going to do? What, what are you going to do? Are, are, you, are you going to continue to, to fake your faith or are you going to press in to true hope in Jesus Christ? Ask yourself some questions. Are you going to keep playing the victim? Or are you finally going to come from that place and claim your victory in Christ? What, what, are, what are you going to do? Are you, keep go, are you going to keep staying in the, and watch this, are, are you going to keep the sham of a marriage going? Or are you going to actually submit to the sovereign and allow him to transform your holy union? Are y'all going to keep playing house or actually start creating the home that God has given you? Are you going to remain ignorant or are you going to pursue knowledge? Because see, our, our foreparents, our great-great-grandparents, they, watch this, they could claim ignorance legally. Because there were laws set in place to keep them ignorant. There were certain generations that if I was seen with a book, I could be arrested if I was black. Because it was illegal for a black person to read in a certain time. But today, your ignorance is your fault. You don't even have to go to school to be educated. You can pick up your laptop, you can pick up your iPad, you can pick up your phone, you can pick up your Android, should you have one, and learn something. 
It is your fault if you, okay, here it is, here it is, here it is. Tell somebody quickly, and I don't do this often, but tell somebody, if you stay ignorant, it's your fault. There is knowledge at your disposal. There is knowledge at your disposal. One of my favorite preachers, he, 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 he gives me a healthy dosage of my life every time I listen to him. He, he, he slapped me in the face so heavy that I had to share it with the whole pastoral team this past weekend. And, and, and he begins to, to exclaim how the apostles teach us that at a certain point in time, we should be eating full meat. But because we have not decided to press into the knowledge of God, we are still grown people looking at formula and drinking it. I don't understand the scripture. I don't understand this. I don't understand that. Why not? There is a wealth of resource and knowledge and understanding at your disposal. If you remain ignorant, it is your fault. I encourage you to pursue knowledge. Tell somebody, pursue knowledge. Go to the ant, young slugger, and become wise. That's, that's what Proverbs says. If you want to know how to do it, go to somebody who's doing it. Uh, let me pause parenthetically and say this. You need to mute every unsuccessful voice in your life. Can I, can I just lay that there and you deal with it later? If, if they are unsuccessful at doing what they say they're doing, they don't need to be a voice in your life. I'm just going to leave that there. Here's another question. Are you going to keep singing the broke song? You know what? I'm broke. I ain't got it. I ain't got it. I'm broke. Broke. I ain't got it. I ain't got it. I ain't got it. Whoa. I'm broke. I'm broke. You know, are you going to keep singing that song? Uh, is, 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 is this another year that you're going to sing this song? Or are you going to actually budget what you actually have in your hand and ask God to bless you to, with more? I'm not going to hang here now, but but several years ago, I I preached a series on money. I think we need to bring that back probably before the year is over. Uh, I talked about money in your your head, money in your heart, and money in your hand. And one of the principles of that teaching uh, that I gave was simply this. God does not bless according to need. God blesses according to capacity. And sometimes we're asking God to give us more, 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 and he says you only handle less, less, less. And the only way you can prove God, prove to God that you can handle more is to show him that you can handle what you have. You want a new car? Show God how you handle the car you got already. If you ain't got no car, show God how you manage your time. Because I know I don't have transportation, so now I know I need to leave an hour earlier. If I can show God that I'm, that I'm, watch this, if I can show God that I'm obedient without transportation, that I'm prudent and I'm responsible without transportation, he'll know that I am with it. Watch this, here's the principle. If I can't trust you to be on time on the bus, how can I trust you to be on time when you got keys? Because when you got keys, you're going to lie to yourself and say, oh, I got time. God is waiting on us to make the decision to budget appropriately the things that he has already given us. Because whether you believe it or not, you have something to say thank you for. Many of us, our thank yous are muted because we are not satisfied with what we've already been given. 
And so we mute our thank yous, which literally halts our next blessing. What, what would you do if I told you that your thank you for this is the key to that? Oh, did y'all hear what I just said? I said, your thank you for this is the key to that. And the more we are genuinely appreciative to God, and not just appreciative out of our mouths, but appreciative in how we manage it. Notice the very created purpose of man outside of worshiping God was to take dominion, was to manage, was to oversee the earth. And many of us, we are losing grip on what we've already been given because we're not managing it properly. Are you going to keep waiting on tomorrow? Or are you going to actually realize that tomorrow is today? I, I, I hear a lot of people saying, I will do it tomorrow. But if you're waiting to do it tomorrow, you're already a day late. Because whatever you do tomorrow, here it is, you should be preparing for it today. I, I wish I, I just need like seven real black mamas, seven real black mamas, and, and the seven real black mamas will tell you that that you got to get your clothes ready. Talk to me. Talk to me. The night, not before. The night before. Maybe some excited kids that's getting ready to go to school and you get to wear that outfit that mama bought you at the back of school sale. Come on, talk to me. And you prepare it the night before. You pack your backpack. You do everything you need to do. Or watch this. When you're ready to go on that trip, listen to me, y'all talk. I know this for myself. I was packed for the Bahamas like three weeks before I left. I was just like adding stuff. I know I'm going. 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 What is it? It's 18 days. I know I'm going. I'm preparing myself. And sometimes we miss the blessing that God has on the way because when it arrives, we're not prepared for it. And so you keep talking about tomorrow, you be messed around and left in yesterday. I'll do it tomorrow, but I'll prepare for it today. Yes, we, we will engage tomorrow, but we will prepare today. We will get married tomorrow, but, but we'll, we'll get engaged. There it is. I hope nobody does that. <laughs> you want to think about that thing first. But pastor told me, get engaged today and get married tomorrow. Let's go to Vegas. No, 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 no. Let's, you got to count the cost. Amen. Are you going to stifle your gifts, your callings, your abilities? Are you going to stifle all of that? Are you going to actually get up and become who God created you to be? I know this without a shadow of a doubt. I pastor a gifted people. I know this. I'm not, I'm not hating on any other church. I'm not hating on any other pastor. I know that I pastor some amazing people. But here's what I also know. I know that I have crippled and handicapped a lot of you because I do a lot. Oh, we don't want to be honest in church. Eh? And this is one of the reasons why I've been very strategic this year in pulling back from doing things that I know good and well I can do myself. And some of you feel like, well, why, why are you letting them do that? And why are they preaching? And why are they doing this? And why are they doing that? Simply because we're trying to revert the trend that we have allowed to go in church for decades, unchecked. Come on, you know it. My pastor. Can't nobody pray for me. But my pastor, I don't want to be baptized by nobody. 
for my pastor. I, I, if, if somebody going to do my wedding, it got to be, you know, all of that, all of that. Can't, can't nobody preach to me, but, uh, and, you, and you know what? That's great, but you know what it develops? It develops a, 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 a idea or a concept that, one, nobody can do it but a, one. And then it also does not create space for others who need to do it after they're gone. And the crazy thing is, you're sitting next to some of the most blessed, some of the most favored, some of the most gifted and creative people in the world. You, you should be excited about that. It's like, I'm glad I'm sitting next to you. Now, here's the question, though. How are you activating it? Besides just coming and sitting, listening to me every week. How are you taking what you hear and activating it in your daily life? We, we, we open up school of ministry. We have school of ministry for those who feel like they've been called in that direction. Outside of that, we have teachings and, and we, we have opportunities for people to, 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 to serve and to volunteer and to engage in different spaces. You feel like outreach. We have outreach opportunities. You can engage and move forward. The question is, are you going to stay right where you are or are you going to embrace everything that God has called you to be? Will you give up at the prognosis or will you bombard heaven to receive the healing that God already told you you could have? How many of us have heard bad news and accepted bad news? I, I, I invite you to be a part of, of, of my thought process. I will cuss out a prognosis. Y'all pray for me. I ain't cussed in a long time. My wife can attest to this. I don't cuss like I used to. Praise the Lord. Amen. I really don't cuss at all. Glory to God. In Jesus' name. I almost cussed at the beach this past week because this dude tried to try me. And um, but that's a long story. We don't worry about that right now. We won't, we won't, we won't, even, we won't even go into that right now. But here, here's, here's, the, here's the concept that I really need you to embrace here. Ask yourself this question. If God said I could be healed, why will I accept staying sick? If God said I could be healed. No, his word, if you read it properly, he said by his stripes... You are healed. And so if ever sickness comes to you, then that means that that reality of sickness is not consistent with the scripture. And the scripture tells us that everything has to ultimately align itself with the scripture. And so I'm going to challenge that until it aligns with this. I guess, I guess I'm just going to die with this. I guess this is what it's going to be. I guess this is where, you know, we just plan mama funeral. And Listen to me. You serve a God that can, watch this, and he will. I, I'm not telling you nothing I heard. I didn't see him heal cancer. Come on. I, I, didn't, I didn't see people who, who, who lived the ratchet life, came up with the AIDS and all of that good stuff, and are still living good, and then changed their life, walking holy and healed. You have to ask yourself, 
will I receive the healing from the healer? Are you going to keep living in what has been? Or are you going to cross over to what is to become? Here's the thing. I appreciate everything that God has done. And I thank him for what he's done. But I'm not foolish to believe that he's done. I thank him for what he's done. And I appreciate everything he's done. But I'm not foolish to believe that he's done. One more time? Okay. I'm thankful for what he's done. And I, I live in it. I appreciate everything that he's done. It's already done, right? But I'm, I'm not foolish to believe that he's done. You have to know that everything you are experiencing right now is literally the past to God. Think of the apex of your, of your pleasure, your, your excitement, your joy in your life. Think of the greatest thing you've ever experienced or you're, that you're experiencing. You may say, I'm in the best time of my life right now. Understand that that's not even the apex. The best you've ever done is not the best you'll ever do. Okay, <laughs> sometimes people got to see it in dollars and cents. Watch this. Listen to this. What would you... How would you respond if I told you the most money you've ever made is not the most money you'll ever make? Oh, y'all broke people in here? Did y'all hear what I just said? Okay, I thank you for seven amens. I said, listen to me, listen to me. I'm not trying to be a prosperity preacher. I'm trying to, I'm trying to give you an understanding of the expanse of God. How would you really respond in your spirit if I told you that the most money you've ever made or accumulated or even that somebody has given you is not the most money you will ever make? <laughs> you have to begin to understand that your capacity is only capped by your imagination. Your capacity is only capped by what you can imagine. If you can believe it, there it is, children. I'm going to leave you. And so as we arrive at this crossroads, we are presented with two options. We must, we must, we must challenge ourselves to ask ourselves, do we continue on the road we've been traveling? Or do we turn to what the scripture says, the ancient paths? Now, the ancient path, so that, we, that we're clear biblically, this is the Mosaic law that required, listen to me, that required morality, holiness, obedience, and compassion. I want to lift these up quickly because I believe that these are going to be the, the, the principles, the concepts, the attributes that will, that will mean the most in this coming season of your life. I, I'm, I'm prophesying because I, I feel I feel the Holy Spirit pressing me. I'm gonna prophesy this, and, and whoever is in here who needs to receive this, I need you to receive it now. As you engage in these four principles, listen to me. God is going to erase the negative record that stopped you from getting it anyway.
There are several people in here that's going to be expecting a no. But if you allow yourself to thrive in morality, holiness, obedience, and compassion, God says, I don't care what your story is. The answer is yes. I'm not, okay, all right. I, I, can't, I, I, can't, I can't give it no other way. When you decide just to be moral with it, come on. If you just, listen, here, here's the reality. Listen, I got, this is what's going on. I'm going to be very honest with you, sir. I'm going to be very honest and let you know that this is exactly what's happening right now. If you decide, listen, I know I've been some other ways, but right now, today, I'm deciding to live holy. Every day I wake up, I'm going to decide to say, God, I'm going to please you today. I don't even know about tomorrow. Matter of fact, I ain't even got enough stuff for tomorrow. I'm going to just do today. Lord, I'm going to just say today I ain't going to cut nobody. Today. Today, I'm going to tell the truth. Today, I'm not going to smack nobody in the mouth. Today, I wish I had a today praise right there. Just today, I'm going to I'm I'm believe you for tomorrow. Just today, I'm deciding I'm going to do this. Whatever you say, I'm going to obey you. I'm going to do what you tell me to do today. And I'm, and I'm going to have compassion in my heart for other people. And as you operate in these concepts, hear me. There will be things that you thought you could never have, but God is going to open up the door and reveal it to you, give it to you, simply because you decided to go the ancient way. My God. How your grandmama get all them houses? How, how, how did the people before you without degrees buy buildings? Come on. How did the people before you start businesses? They didn't have no 401k. All they had was the B-I-B-L-E. And they began to believe the word of God. And they were able to get doors open that were consistently being closed in their face. Why? Because they had an ancient path. Because they walked in the door and said, good morning, sir. Ah. Uh, no problem. My, my grandfather, right now, the, the, we, we, are, we are walking into multi-million dollar deals and we're doing amazing things and we're getting ready to tear down buildings and build up buildings and, and move and do things and progress and all of that kind of stuff. But I have to be reminded that all of this is a byproduct of my grandfather, watch this, on a train at the Pullman Porter saying, come on, sir, what's your sandwich, sir? Yes, sir. Y'all remember old Malcolm X? Come on. Good morning, sir. He didn't spend nobody's stuff either. Pastor Lee was a good Pullman porter. God bless you, sir. Good morning, sir. Can I get you a sandwich, sir? And while we may call that step infection, we may, we may chagrin all of those things. If it were not for men like him that served women like my grandmother that served, we wouldn't be standing right here right now in this finely air-conditioned building waiting for the next one. The ancient path. The ancient paths, the ancient way, the, the ancient way, the old way. Listen, morality still matters. It still matters that you do right. I know everybody lying. I know everybody trying to have a hot girl summon everybody doing whatever they want to do. But it matters that you go to the home you're supposed to go to. It matters that you be with the person that you came with. It matters. Come on, y'all. Talk back to me. It matters that you keep it locked until it's time. It matters that you tell the truth. It matters that you walk circumspectly. It still matters. It still matters. It still matters, the ancient path, the path of holiness. Holiness is still right. Obedience, compassion, these things still matter. The ancient path leads to the good way. Now, the good way is the way that God approves. 
And not only is the way that God approves, it is the way that is best. Now, if you ever have a question on what the good way is, one, seek the scripture. And if the Bible doesn't confirm your direction, abort. If the Bible don't affirm what you're doing, stop doing it immediately. Don't back out like, okay, let me figure out how many. No, no, no. Stop right now. Cease and desist. The, the Bible don't agree with this. I got this out now. Wait a minute. Wait. No, got to go. Back. I, 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 I see somewhat, but I, I'm, a little, I'm a little torn in the scripture. I need some help. I, I, need, I, I, need, I need to I find somebody that you trust in the spirit. And ask their, their wisdom. Ask for their wisdom. Saul could not find his father's donkey, so he goes to Samuel. Samuel, give me direction on where I need to go. You need to have some Samuels in your life. You need to have some wise people in your life that you can go to and ask them a question concerning your life. Now, here's the caveat. You cannot be so mm, full of yourself that you can't hear a, a, a not so favorable answer. Because some of us, we don't, we don't want wisdom we just want affirmation. And here's the reality. Uh, and, and I've had people, even in this room right now, uh, that, that have come to me with, with, with ideas that they thought were amazing. Bishop, let me talk to you about this. Let me get you. Let me, let, me, let me lay it out for you. And I said, hmm, uh, yeah, no. Appreciate the idea, but no. I don't, I don't see that on you. I don't see that for you. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think that's it. Now, you could have an attitude like, oh, you just, don't, you, you just don't receive my vision. Oh, no, you a hater. Okay. Can I help you? You only have so many haters. Can I be honest with you? In a Christian context, you will always have more people for you than you have against you. Don't miss what I just said. In a Christian context, in your, in, your, in, in, your, in your faith community, you will always have more people for you than there are against you. Always. Always. That's just the reality. Now, you, you can hype up, you know, and, and you can say, oh, my haters, my haters, I got haters, I got thousands of haters, everybody here, everybody here. No, you don't. It's, it really is not. It's really not that bad. But sometimes... Here it is. I'm going to just touch it and leave it alone. Sometimes we are wrestling with the spirit of rebellion. And if the people in your life are hating on anything, they're actually hating on the rebellion that you're exuding. The good way is the way that God approves. It is the way that is best for you. You read the scripture. You get wisdom. Ultimately, you can fall on your face and ask God, God, is this the way? Is it the way, Lord? Is it the way? I am a firm believer of the voice of God. I believe God will not lie to you. I believe that God answers prayer. Is there anybody else beside me in this room? Has anybody ever prayed that God answered your prayer? Probably different ways he answered, probably different ways, but he answered your prayer. So you read the scripture, you get wise counsel, and you pray. 
He says, the ancient path will lead you to the good way. Watch this. Then the good way, we're, we're out of here. The good way leads us to find rest. Anybody need rest? Talk to me for a second. I just, I just need to know who I'm, who I'm in the room with. I know it's summer, <laughs> and we're we rounding out the summer. We're getting ready to go back to school and, and, and start new, new concepts. But, but is, is there anybody in, in here that want to be very honest and say, you know what? Um, yeah, I, 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 would, I, I like that rest. I, I like that. I appreciate, I, I, I appreciate that rest. I, I, I would take some of that. Let me have two, as a matter of fact, please. Can I... <laughs> Can you, can you supersize mine, please? <laughs> In this understanding, listen to me, rest is not a verb. It is a noun. Not something we do, but rather a possession of the Father that he graciously gives to his beloved. Y'all don't believe what I just said. Psalm 127, verse 7, you should see it. It says this. It is in vain for you to rise up early and go late to rest, eating the bread of anxiety and toil. For he gives to his beloved sleep. In other words, if you wake up with me, If you, if you allow me to lead you through your day, by the time you get to your bed, I'll put you to sleep. And I heard David say, I awoke for the Lord sustained me. Some of the things that we've been seeking and that we need and, and that we may use uh, 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 foreign objects and items and, 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 and we may smoke something, we may drink something, we may take something, we may go somewhere, we may watch something, using all of these outside things to give us the very thing that God says, I give to the people I love. But what would happen if instead of going to a bottle, you went to your father? What would happen if you didn't need Netflix to put you to sleep? What would happen if you didn't, if you didn't need a, a constant scrolling of your stream to put you to sleep? What would happen if you actually woke up with God and fell to sleep with him? He says, when you take the ancient path, when you, when you get to the crossroad and you make the decision to, to lean into the life that I created for you to live, you will find everything you need. Now, I know this don't sound real deep, this don't sound real heavy, but I promise you, it works. Now is the time that we open up our hearts and our minds to the will of God and we walk in. I don't, I, don't, I don't have no more sermon for you. But I do have a question. Because the Israelites, here's the cold part. When Jeremiah talks to them, when Jeremiah presents this to them, they were, they were far enough away from Egypt not to feel the sting of slavery anymore. But they were too deep in their prosperity to be obedient to God. 
And see, some of us are at the place where we're like, I want more, I, I need this, I need that, I need that. And so we're in this grind mode. Can I help somebody quickly? And I'm not, I'm not hitting anybody's grind. But some of y'all, some of us, some of me, we're grinding only because we're unwilling to settle into the will of God. Rise and grind is a good adage, but it ain't in my Bible. God never told me I had to rise and grind. God told me early in the morning, seek me. And if you seek me, I'll tell you where to go. I'll tell you who to talk to. I'll tell you what to do. And I'll tell you what the good reward is. What would your life be like if God gave you all the answers to every issue you face? If you didn't have to look for the answer? What would it be if you didn't have to look for a job, you just followed God to the right job? What would it be like if you didn't have to date and just wait for God to point you in the right direction of the right person? I wish I had, man, what, what, what would change in your life as opposed to trying to set your own schedule, set your own time? You said, God, I'm going to follow your timing because I know you're never late. And I know you're always in the right place because you're omniscient and you're, you're omnipresent. And so I'm, I'm just going to wait on you. We're almost done with August. You're ready to go into September, October, November, December. I'm asking you to recalibrate your entire life. I know that's a lot, right? I'm asking you to stop before you go into Monday, before you go into the new school year, before you go into, before you go back to work, before you go into any other venture. Stop. Look. Look at the life you've been living. And consider the life God promised you. And if there are any inconsistencies, ask your father to tell you what do you need to do to get on the right path. There is no shortage of healing, blessing, deliverance, grace, favor, honor, truth in God. It is our decision whether to embrace it or not. I've been poor, broke, homeless. I've... (laughs) I know what it's like to have a good marriage. I know what it's like to have a terrible marriage. I've only been married once. <laughs> I only plan on being married once. I know what it's like to love the person that you're with, and I know what it's like to love the person you're with. I know what it's like to lose children and to think that God will never answer your prayer. And I know what it's like to say, God, what are we going to do with one more kid? I know what it's like to say, God, look where you brought me. God, why you got me here? 
I feel you, family. And I'm not saying I have all the experience. I'm not saying that I know everything you're going through. But what I am saying is, is that amidst all of these varying conditions in life, what never changes is the faithfulness of God. And I would like to invite you into a lifestyle that somebody invited me into. When I, when I started following my, 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 my pastor, when I, when I started being discipled by, by some great men, when I, when I submitted myself to them, I thought I knew everything. I thought I was the best pastor. I thought, I, I thought nobody could, could do anything better than I did. And then I became humble. <laughs> then, I, then, I, then I realized that, man, listen, I got a lot of work to do. They helped me open up my eyes and see that, that, there, that there, there, there's much to be desired in my own life. But I serve a God who loves me enough to be patient with me in that process. But the same thing they said to me is the same thing I'm saying to you now. You got to make a choice. You cannot keep living this dual ideology of I'm like this here. And I'm like that there. Because here's the reality. In this day, in this time, for, 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 for people who profess Jesus Christ, he's making us prove it. Because there, there, there is such a, a, a variety of false Christianity. And because God does not want any of his people to be led astray, He's making sure that everybody on the outside can see very clear what's false and what's true. God leverages social media. <laughs> God leverages the different things that are, that, that are at our disposal now to make sure truth is revealed. So you can say you saved all you want to. And you can say you live in however you say you live in but the truth will be known. And so I encourage you to make a decision today. Stand at the road. Look. Ask yourself, what do I want to leave for my children? What do I want to leave for the people that are coming after me? God has a good path for you. God has a good way for you. God has rest for you. I can declare this with most certainty. Everything that you are frustrated with right now, God can change it before you wake up in the morning. But do you have faith enough to trust him to do it? Do you have faith enough to take your hands and your mouth off of it? And say, God, you be sovereign. This is our altar ministry today. Consider it. I'm going to pray for everybody. Now, would you take a, a firm moment and just consider it? Heads bowed, eyes closed. Just consider. Consider your way. What way am I going? What way am I going? Do I need to make an adjustment? Do I need to make a change? I don't want to be like a two individual and say, God, I see your way, but I don't want to go that way. I want to go my own way.
Father, I lift up to you, every one of my brothers and my sisters. I pray right now in the name of Jesus that you would give them every, every opportunity to choose the good path, to choose the path that you have for them, to choose the path that honors you. To choose the path that gives them rest. Father God, I, I rebuke every spirit of frustration. Every spirit of exacerbation, Father God. Every spirit of exhaustion. Every spirit of emptiness. I rebuke it all my brother, all my sister now in the name of Jesus. And as we consider this day, we will consider the ancient paths. We will go back to the scripture. We will go back to the study. We will go back to discipleship. We will go back to just following instruction, being moral, being holy, being obedient, being compassionate, God. We will return to these realities. And we will follow the ancient path. For therein we find the good way. For therein we find rest. God, we boldly declare that we will do it. We will do it. And it is so. In Jesus' name. Amen. Anybody hear something from the Lord today? Were you blessed by the message you just heard? If so, please leave a review so others can glean from the lessons you learned. And if you would like to help us continue ministry, feel free to give at hvcla.com. We love you, family.